Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Marketing News. This is one that not only is super exciting, but something we're really passionate about. I think that if you're any type of business owner, not only an agency owner, you're going to get a lot out of this. We dive deep into things that we learned in our business, things that we're still working on, and things that you can use to implement in your business with not waste three years of time so that you can grow and scale your business a lot quicker than we do. All right, let's jump in. This is the Marketing Natives providing actionable ways to grow, improve, and succeed in your business. And now, your hosts, Christian and Aaron. Hey guys, super excited for this episode actually because uh, this is something that we did at the very beginning of our business, but the topic was not uh, running an an ad agency for three years or running an agency for three years. It was uh, 10 things we learned from quitting our job. And it was probably one of my most favorite things to write or talk about. Um, I think we recorded a video as well, but this is literally talking about what we've learned from running an agency in three years. And I think it's going to be cool in the next five or six years to look back at it. So super excited to, to share this with you. And also, uh, before we jump in to, uh, hopefully anybody else who's listening or wanting to start an agency or even start a business, I think this will be helpful, but, uh, super excited. Yeah, I definitely think now that I'm looking at them, we have five, five things that we've learned. We've learned a lot more, but we just wanted to go with five, you know, but I'm looking at them and yeah, I think they, they all apply to any entrepreneur or business owner out there. So maybe you'll get something out of this. Maybe they will. They will. All right. Number one here, do what you're great at and delegate the rest. This is something that I think that, or not I think, I know that we did for way too long, is that we continue to do way too many things that were not necessarily a specialty of ours. Um, So it wasn't that we didn't do things well, it was just more like it took us two or three or four times as long to complete them because it wasn't our core competency. And then when we finally did our core competency, we only spent 20 or 30% of the time on it because we were busy figuring out the other stuff. So what we did was hire virtual assistants. Um, And the virtual assistants are great because they do all the admin kind of stuff. They don't do any of the creative. They don't do any of the advertising. They don't do any of that kind of stuff. But just the, the, the small things like uploading our transcripts or uploading small tasks, things that, you know, they're very... Um, rudimentary or things that can be done over and over again that we're just not necessarily wasting our time, but we're not really the best use of our um, our skill set. So hiring them and getting rid of uh, us doing them has really freed us up to take on more projects and be more creative. Yeah, absolutely. And not just virtual assistants, but I mean, think about like accounting, for example. Mm-hmm. That was something that very early on we said, All right, we kind of don't want to do a lot of this, so let's figure out and hire an accountant um, that can handle a lot of that stuff. Um, and we did. Because, I mean, when you're a small business owner, you're, you know, you own your own thing, you have to do everything. You know, you have to do the hiring, the firing, the accounting, the legal, the taxes, the marketing, the marketing, the sales, like you're everything. Um Wow, that sounds a lot. It's being, overwhelming. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was being a you know a small agency for so long, um, not so long. It's only been three years, but uh, I mean, it is a lot. You know, you you have to deal with with a lot of different departments. I'm doing air quotes because um, <laughs> there's no departments. It's just you uh, figuring all these other stuff out. So it's very important to to delegate those things, uh, especially if you're not very comfortable um, doing them. 
Yeah, I think outside of the accountant, um, what we've gotten to now is also hiring employees um, mm-hmm. to help pick up our specialty. For example, uh, we now have somebody who specifically is full-time to help us with video. And before, um, I would shoot the videos on my iPhone, and the sound would be from our headphones from the very first uh, like episode of Tip for Tip. Go check it out. And uh, not those episodes, but the new, the new ones. <laughs> and then Christian would edit the video. So that was our video production team, and our skills in video were probably like a 3 out of 10. Yep. So <laughs> now we have a full-time videographer that is a video editor who is, you know, that's all they've been doing for four or five years. And... Uh, they're pretty dang good. So, yeah. So I guess it's one thing because I mean, I guess we enjoyed that, but we were not very good at it. So that's also like another thing to consider. It's like you as a business owner or agency, you may enjoy certain things, but you may not be the best person <laughs> right. to be doing that. So it's important to realize that, internalize it and say like, okay, I think the best thing to do is for me to hire this person who is actually an expert and they do know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. They might be able to do what you've been doing and you technically enjoy, but it takes you two hours and they can do it in 30 minutes, you know? Yep. And I guess at that point, like if, if Christian only took over the video stuff and then was also trying to do websites, his websites wouldn't be nearly as good as what they could be if he was just focusing only on those. So, yep. all right, let's roll into number two here. And that is to standardize your processes. We've done this kind of, this is like two iterations of what we're doing right now. One was very early on. We didn't really even know what standards were. We knew of them, but we didn't know that term and we didn't know what the operating procedures were. We just kind of knew intuitively what to do. It was like Christian did these things, I did those, and we never wrote anything down. But then we hired somebody very early on, probably, I don't know, six or eight months into the business, and we got them written down, but we didn't necessarily implement them. They were there, they looked good, and they were online, and they, we had these booklets to hand to people and say, this is what you do. So we had a little bit of structure, but as of recently, probably within the last couple of months, we hired somebody who's a systems expert, and we just met with them last week. Um, this is April of 2019, and we're just blown away with all of the, the ways that um, we probably would have screwed up our systems and processes and how easily they made it so that anybody who comes in can figure out the way that we do things and how we do them and make everything like uniform. Yeah, it's... Doing like doing these standards and putting everything like on paper is definitely going to help us out tremendously. And uh, it's funny because we went to Social Media Marketing World, which it's the biggest conference on social media marketing. And there was a lot of agencies in there, and I got to talk to a few, and none of them, <laughs> out of the ones that I actually got to talk to, none of them actually have standards in place, which is very very surprising. Um, Thinking about, I mean, there was an agency that had maybe, I think, 15 or 20 employees, and they didn't have any standards or anything in place. And I was the one who sort of introduced the term to to them, and they were like, huh, yeah, like a light bulb just got into their heads. It was like, yeah, this actually makes a lot of sense, and it would be a lot less chaotic, you know, in our office if we actually had standards. Um, if you actually want to get started, or a really good resource for uh you know, doing your standards and keeping them organized and in place. Um, something that our, uh, the person who's helping us with our standards, it's uh, process street. I think it's process.st. Uh, we're actually not using that, uh, because we already have a project management tool that 
can handle that inside of it. Uh, so actually it works perfectly with, with our project management tool. Uh, but Process Street, if you're just starting out and you don't have a lot of things in place, uh, I would definitely go there. They actually have a lot of good resources on on different agency tasks. Um, even uh, the other day I was looking at um, onboarding, um, onboarding a new employee. And I mean, it's very detailed, the amount of steps that they have and check marks uh, that you can go through. Um, so go check them out, process.st. Yes, and also if you're interested in uh, who we use for our SOPs, and actually she works with people all over the country, uh, shoot us a DM on Instagram. It's at uh, branding, and we'll give you the information for her. All right, so this is the part where we talk about BitBranding, which is the agency that Aaron and I run here in Allen, Texas. We focus a lot of our work into, one, either generating leads or uh, sales for clients on social media by using marketing and advertising, aka Facebook ad, Google ads, and things like that. And B, we make them look beautiful online by either creating brands, logos, flyers, websites, pamphlets. What am I missing? Anything creative, anything visually that, that's online, uh, we created for them. Um, so we generate leads or sales, and we make them look beautiful online. Um, but something very quick that I want to talk, it's, uh, I mean, we've been doing this for three years now. We're by no means experts, uh, but we're willing to help anyone out who's just starting out, whether you're an agency or an entrepreneur with an idea um, or anything like that. Um, we've a lot of the things that we know, we actually give it away for free. Uh, hence why we have this podcast, why we have a show, uh, why we are heavy on content on all our social media platforms. So again, if you feel so, feel so inclined that, Hey, maybe I need, just need to talk to these guys for, I don't know, 30 minutes, an hour, whatever it is, uh, please do so. We've already said that you can give us a shout on Instagram. Um, that's probably one of our, the easiest way to to get to talk to us. Um, we're also pretty active on Facebook, so if you just want to send us a message on Facebook, we'll be there. And just let us know that you listen to this episode and that you have an idea or that you're just maybe starting out. Or maybe you're a veteran in your business and you just want some fresh new ideas from us. Hit us up. We're willing to help you out. See, for those who listened last week, uh, we did a selfish or selfish, selfish, selfless plug. Um, Southwest. Southwest, yeah. Southwest, Southwest plug. Gotcha. I thought it was airlines. Anyway, <laughs> goodness, now we're real confused. I don't know which one it was. Both are good causes, but we were doing a plug for something different. And uh, so that one's really more of a give back, which ironically, I had somebody message me. I was going to tell you about that. Might as well record it. Is uh, some guy from McKinney said he's looking to start a business, has been following us. Um, and then he ended up following my personal page and ended up messaging me like six months later saying he wants to take me to coffee or whatever else to answer some questions for his business. I don't know what he's looking to do, but, um, so it's just that, that easy just shooting us a message on Instagram and yeah, I mean, buy some coffee. We don't drink coffee, but maybe some tea or a nice little hors d'oeuvre. Croissant. Croissant. Mm. Croissant. A little ham, ham and cheese sandwich. Sandwich. Yeah. But we don't want to drive that far. So if you're <laughs> no, yeah, but even recently we had a good friend of ours from, from, uh, Kansas yeah. come to our office. Uh, they actually recently moved to Pinkini and yeah, just came into our office and he's actually has a full-time job and he's doing awesome. But he's like, yeah, you know, this is not fulfilling. I want to do something on my own. And yeah, he just came and we just talked a little bit and it was awesome. Yeah. Yes. 
that's another side note. I put that on our, our Instagram. You should go check it out. But um, is that we love visitors. So if you're walking around or, you know, you're not really going to walk by our office. But if you're in the area in Allen, come by our office. We're uh, 550 Southwaters Road, 271. Come check out the office. Come say hi. Let's grab a picture. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've had a lot of visitors lately. So we really appreciate that. So you should come. You should come, too. Yeah, Absolutely. All right, so let's get back into this. Um, what we've learned from running an agency for three years, um, have goals and get everyone on board. When it was, I think it was easier when it was just Christian and I because we kind of had uh, aligned goals and we said, mm-hmm. hey, this is what we want to do. This is how we want to do it, and that's great. But then when you start hiring employees or you're adding people to your team, they need to know why they're working too. Um, most people are working for, you know, they want to make sure that they make a certain certain standard of living and make make money. But at the end of the day, they can do that anywhere for the most part. So they got to have a reason or something to be striving for, a reason why that they're doing what they're doing. So kind of your goal and your why and what you're doing is, is really so important. So um, we started... Um, putting our vision board on our wall. So it's very clear for everybody to look, this is what we want to do. And then, uh, last weekend, it took us a little while. We're not carpenters. We put our, um, our, our standard, our standards. What the heck are those called? Uh, core values. Core values. I was going to say <laughs> core standards are core values on the wall. Um, and I might say that once you come by and visit, they are very straight. So that's good. <laughs> Aaron and I spent two hours putting these up. Oh, the it wall. was an hour. About two. Okay, maybe a little bit longer. Who knows? There was a break in between. <laughs> but anyway, no, they were there. Those things are very, I guess, um, apparent when you come into the office. We're talking about our business development, our physical well-being, our goal, our goals, um, philanthropy, physical surroundings, um, and then our core values over here on the wall too. It's just just having those there, but then also acting them out and making sure that everybody knows what our goals are and getting everybody involved versus these are just now Christian and I's goals. It's more of what's bit branding's goals and making everybody else involved with it. Yeah. And it's important to also revisit those things. Uh, technically the vision board is a snapshot of this year and the things that we need to accomplish this year to get us closer to our goals. Um, so we have our three, five, 10 year uh, goals down the, down the line and, uh, you know, everything that we do on a yearly basis um, needs to be broken down into a, you know, quarterly and then a monthly and then a daily. Um, so it's very important to yeah have those big goals, but be able to, one, do a vision board where you can actually see them every day, break those down. We actually have a little list right next to the vision board where it actually has it uh, very detailed on what those things, because the vision board is just images, you know? So... You actually want to have a, a list of, of detail of things that uh, the, the vision board actually represents and act on them. Um, make sure that uh, you're actually acting on them and revisit them, like I said, revisit them uh, as often as possible to make sure that you're, you're on the right path. Very much. Awesome. So definitely get a vision board, nothing else. Figure out your goals. Um, that's It's really hard to go where you want to go if you don't have a roadmap, so do those. All right, our next one here is to stay healthy. And when I think of healthy, 
at least for me, it's more of like physical well-being. So making sure that, you know, you're getting those six pack abs, um, but not really. <laughs> it's also there's a lot of other things that are important for health. Um, and that's not only your emotional health, your spiritual health, your physical health, um, even your social health and economic health, too. You got to be able to all of those things and balancing them is, is really like juggling. And I'm not a juggler. So um trying to even throw two of those things in the air and be balanced is really difficult, but finding that balance and being comfortable, being uncomfortable is, is really important. But, um, I think it really does all stem from what I said in the very beginning. It doesn't sound like, but it is, uh, the physical health, the physical health kind of pushes everything else to have more clarity, to have a more spiritual, um, Mm -hmm. health, to be more social. Um, and then, everything else kind of builds from that discipline. It's more of like a muscle that you're working. So, uh, that part has probably so important because if we're not healthy, it doesn't matter how much work we have or how much work we don't have. Um, we're not going to be optimized or primed to do our best work. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things like it's the typical, you know, Silicon Valley or entrepreneur is like, they're, you know, waking up at five and working out and doing all these things, but kind of from the outside, you look at it and it's like, oh, they're, everyone's doing that. Like, you don't understand why. Um, but, I mean, it's very, very important to to be able to do that. I mean, I can tell myself, like, my mood changes dramatically when I don't have enough sleep or... Food. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah, food. Uh, when you don't eat. And, you, like, and all these things, that, like, you know, it just stems from taking care of yourself and eating correctly, getting enough sleep, working out, you know, releasing all that energy. Um it's just, it helps you and your business thrive. Um, and at first, I guess I didn't get that, but the more I work on the business and the more I do those things, um, the, the more beneficial it is for, for everyone in the office and for the actual business. Um, so staying healthy is, is very important. Yeah. And it also sets a good, like regardless of the business, it also helps with, like I said, every other aspect of your life too. It's, it, there's no, con to working out or to no con to physically being right. in better shape it's there's only plus sides yeah. plus sides to that and I, I kind of equate it to in college a lot of my friends would stay up super late and pull all-nighters to do studying and I was like no screw that I'm going to bed and if anything I'll wake up early um, but I ended up doing a little bit better on tests than a lot of them just because you're not getting much better or you're not getting much out of your body um, the physical body just by staying up later or by trying to grind it out and work 16 hours a day when your body physically can't do it. So taking those breaks and taking the, um, you know, getting the sleep, like Christian said, is, is so important. And then when you come back to it, you're more refreshed and in creating better work too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a little trick, like add this, like staying healthy as part of your company goals. Um, and we've done that with our little section that we call it rest and relaxation. Um, Ooh, bonus, bonus. Oh, oh, oh. Where, you know, we're doing things, you know, with the employees and, and making sure that, you know, the company's paying for certain things where, uh, you know, we're helping our employees and ourselves, you know, stay healthy by, you know, relieving some of the stress by maybe getting a massage once a month or um, going on a, you know, even like a little company, you know, dinner um, or, you know, maybe helping with um, some of the gym memberships and things like that. Um, just think about just those little things that your company can implement to help everyone else stay healthy. Yes. 
All right, number five, getting back to the business side. This is one that some of you guys are going to fight us on, um, but maybe some people won't, uh, and some people agree completely. But I think if you're in business long enough, you'll find out that not every client is a good client, and not everybody who tries to pay you money is somebody you should take on. Um, we've learned this, and it's kind of like a punch in the face. Okay, we learned that. Let's not do it again. And then we did it again, <laughs> um, and we're slowly learning. You know, um, we're guys, so we're really stubborn. Uh, so maybe if there was another woman here who was leading the company, we probably wouldn't be doing this again. But please don't make the same mistake we did is, you know, if somebody's offering you a decent amount of money, and you're like, wow, I'm going to figure out a way to make this work because that's a good chunk of money. And why not? We need we you know, we need the cash. We want to grow versus, OK, let's look at this client. Are they a good fit as a client? Are we a going to have fun with them? And B, are we going to deliver really good results? And if they don't hit all of those boxes, we really shouldn't be taking on that client because we're just going to set ourselves up for failure. The money's only going to last so long, but if they leave after three or four months or we have to fire them after three or four months, then we've wasted more manpower. We've wasted more time of our employees, our virtual assistants, ourselves, learning how to do this business and how to run that business. And it doesn't do us any good versus what we want to do is foster long-term relationships. Like we've had a client since literally day one of the business and they're still with us today. And we know their business inside and out. We could tell you their clients. We know um, everything about them. And that relationship is one that, you know, it's going to continue to flourish and we produce the best results for them. Um, unlike businesses who may not understand our services or, um, you know, maybe more of a headache for us than, than uh, more of a, a blessing. It's more of a headache. So mm-hmm. we don't want those. Yeah. And I, I don't think we even to this day, like we're not like super picky about, you know, the, the customers, the people that we work with. Um, to some extent, like we can't necessarily afford it, you would say, uh, but still like you, you need to, you know, have a certain criteria that your clients need to meet in order for you to, uh, work with them. Um, yeah, definitely don't look at the, the, the dollar bills and, and call it a day. Um, they'll eventually end up being more of a headache than, than, than it's worth it. So, um, yeah, that's definitely one of the, a really hard one and we're still definitely learning from it and tweaking and trying to figure out, okay, you know, what are those things that we're really looking for, um, in a client? And I mean, sometimes you get duped, you know, Mm -hmm. sometimes the first few meetings are awesome and all of a sudden they just, something flips and they're, they're not what you think it was going to be. So that stuff is going to happen, but, uh, just kind of live, learn and trust your gut. Um, from just doing it for so long. Right. Play that long game. All right. So that's all we have for today. Again, if you enjoyed this episode, make sure to leave us a review on iTunes. I think that's the best way for, for us to gauge on how we're doing with this podcast and make sure that we're getting you the information that you want. If you love this episode, uh, make sure to message us on that Insta Send us a message. Tell us that you love the episode. Again, if you want any help or you're wanting to start a business where you've been running your business for a while and you just want to chat, hit us up. Instagram, Facebook, at BitBranding. Let us know. Bye. The Marketing Natives Podcast is a production of BitBranding. 